the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night, where we discuss and dissect political talking points of both the shysters, the Trumpocrats and the socialists alike. If you care to participate in the show, 312-642-5600. Now, I have to say, this is our first show where I am following rapidly live Shalom, who I want to say, Macbeth, yeah. please remind me to tell him how much I do appreciate him. Not just because he's a brilliant guy and he started a, a business with a mission and he's helping the people, but because he is one of the only two hosts with a normal-sized head. He doesn't stretch out the headset like a Dan Proft or a John Anthony or an Amy Jacobson. Perfect. Always Amy happy to follow. Amy doesn't stretch a headset. I don't know. It's perfect. Amy doesn't stretch it. Oh, come on. Amy, she's got that. She could put a hula hoop on her head. Anyway, Maybe with your haircut, she would. I, uh, I, I want to discuss the national news. But before I do, you know, as I enjoy watching TV on my way over here. Yes. I happen to catch on, on that feckless Flannery fired up, which I think is the new name of his show. As he had on Scott Falwell, I think that's how you say his name. Is that the guy that was George Ryan's bag man who went to prison? You remember I that? I think that's Is correct. it Falwell or Faywell or? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking. Scott Falwell. And he's a chubby, typical Irish. You know, normally the Democrats have, you know, the five foot seven, chubby, pasty face Irishman who's, who's their bag man. Well, the Republicans have them too, and they come in the form of Scott Faywell. Now, people forget what Scott Faywell did, the kind of skullduggery that he was involved with with Ryan. You know, we try to pretend that that thing didn't happen. But I'm going to tell you something that irritates me about it. A ramification of the kind of corruption rarely shows its face as blatantly as the disaster of a family being wiped out because of a pay-to-play scheme where money was given by a scumbag to other scumbags to get a CDL he should have never had. And people died, and it is a tragedy. In fact, I believe that those people who live throughout the tragedy from time to time appear on conservative talk shows to talk about the devastation of political corruption in one form or another. Well, on the show today, at least I think it's, it's taped on Friday, but I watched it today. Feckless Flannery fired up. They're covering this with Faywell. And he's brought on as an expert 
because we're going to talk now about how Blagojevich is not only delusional, but is a victim of the system. And he said, you know, you were involved in this is uh, 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 Flannery talking to Faywell. You were involved in that scandal with uh, Ryan where, you know, those people were uh, killed in the car accident, etc. And I thought to myself, what kind of it goes to show you why we're in this predicament. When the self-described investigative reporter brush off a tragedy and one of the rare occasions where a face could be put on the kind of devastation pay to play political corruption can have yeah. on a society. It's not a family of seven family, etc. You know, you're making yeah. a big deal Finer about it. Macbeth. Just a couple of people in a car accident. No big deal. I know I'm an extremist. And they bring on this fat Irish slob to come and tell you. You know, he's a victim, too. And when the government is after you, they're so mean. You know, they're mean, Macbeth. They threaten to indict everybody that was in on the scandal with you. It's terrible. It's real persecution. Because if you notice the fraud scumbag that he is, Blagojevich, that's his claim to fame. I'm a victim, and they were real harsh on me. And people now, as I'm hearing on certain shows, Republican-orientated shows, to even raise the level of disgust. How, how Blagojevich, he was overcharged and oversentenced. I mean, are, are, are people that stupid that you don't realize what he did? And I don't just mean he his policies. He down at Children's Hospital. That's what he was convicted of. I'm yeah. talking about the things he championed well, as, a, that, as an accomplishment. I think just that writes you off in my book. Well, as a conservative, isn't, isn't sending three-year-olds to preschool and having the rest of you, the, the society pay for it? bad or how about how we give free rides and then we give free rides to the seniors even the ones that are on public sector pensions a bad governor before any of the corruption no he was a conservative just ask the trump supporters i'm a trumpocrat he's a trumpocrat as if i paid him to say it but do you remember when he was involved in all of the scandals and do you remember when he had our very own jelly belly you know the guy with the short inseam and the long belly you remember when he had him on tape and they were deciding what to cut up I think it sounded something like this. If the Senate thing ever happened for you, my strong recommendation would be you got to do it and, and say you're running again. There'd yeah. be no mm. Putting a guy like you there for just two years, mm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm not really, huh? I, also, I, mean, I, I was thinking about the political problem, and you, you know, the only way to make the political problem go away in that scenario would be, I, that I can think of, is to say, He's not running for re-election, which doesn't do anybody any good, so it's probably not a good scenario. No. He doesn't want power he can't keep. Behold That's J.B. Pritzker. Behold the champion of the new Illinois Republican Party right there. Yeah. And there's you still know, 30 seconds of it left. There's more stupid. Oh, and it is just, he it was the, the, the culmination of both incompetence and political connections yeah. that led him to the highest state in Illinois. And all of the nonsense that laid the way from the Tony Rescos. How come Blagojevich never wrote a tell-all book? From Janulius to Toresco to Obama to all of it. That, He's neck deep in it. That Not would one. redeem him a little bit in my eyes if he just And all everything. that had to happen <laughs> for Illinois Republicans to embrace this scum of the earth was for Trump to extradite his sentence. Is that what it's called, extradition? I, no, I don't know, even know. No, he commuted. Yeah. His commuted. He commuted. There you go. It is, it is nauseating to me that on, on television now, he is calling himself a political prisoner. As if he wasn't tried by his peers. As if we didn't pay millions of dollars to convict this 
fraud. Yeah, I didn't even know we had gulags in uh, Denver. Yeah, he's he's a political prisoner. He's persecuted wrongfully. And, you know, all these Republicans that pretend to hate the Democrat corruption, where are they now saying a word about little Patty? How Patty went from real estate broker for Resco to insurance mogul. Why? Because she's good at it? You think Patty knows what a deductible even is, let alone she's one of the most premier insurance salespeople in Illinois because of the very corruption that we, as Republicans, are supposed to stand against. Now I hear a lot of Republicans, a lot of Trump Republicans, talk about what a great guy he is. Do me a favor, all you you, you pro-Blagojevich Trump Republicans. 312-642-5600. And you tell me where I'm wrong. And you tell me, and you side with this fraud, Blagojevich, with his dolled-up hairdo and his chipmunk face. By the way, that's another thing. On what planet does this guy get to walk around like he's, like he's uh, Errol Flynn? In my family, dogs wouldn't sniff his face, yet he's supposedly good-looking? I don't get it. Do you Treasure a thing's a different thing, yeah. Um, oh, you did, oh, you did. This is a good option. Keep going. Talk to me. Putting a business person in in a business person's job. Yeah. I, I think I would be able to get people like Bill Brodsky at the CBOE and people like Terry Duffy at the, you know, at the at the Merck to you know to sort of stand up independently and say you know we're putting you know we're we're suggesting to the governor that this is a good idea. Um, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Listen, I think it's exciting. Terry Duffy at the Merck, huh, Terry? Yeah. I, I used to run orders to Terry Duffy back when he was an order filler. I didn't realize he was in the pocket of this chubby little sycophant to corruption. Well, we don't know what his relationship is. No, that's, but he can get him to say it. You heard him right there. I can Pritzker get him to say it. Saying to, to this, the governor of Illinois, well, if you appoint me to these things, I can bring in these donors. I mean, that's, and, and we can get these business deals done. We can do the, I mean, it, it, he's selling the idea of the corruption to Blagojevich. There's not water pressure strong enough to get you clean after listening to that, no. let alone participating in it. Yet I'm hearing from the same people who opposed that very kind of corruption, what a victim Blagojevich is, and how he's, he's spent a lot of time in jail. Is there enough time to be given for the ramifications that that corruption costs you today in Illinois? Or are you just too stupid to figure it out? Right. I mean, that's to the point we're at, because now he's a victim. In the meantime, you don't even know what the true costs of his moronic socialist policies cost the Illinoisan. Yeah, now, and there has been some fair points made as far as, uh, you know, there are more severe violent crimes that get lesser sentences than 14 years. I don't care. But that's, yeah, that's apples and oranges. Of course you it is. You know, if the governor killed somebody, he would be getting more than 14 years. The billions think. upon billions <laughs> of dollars that this cost you cannot be quantified. No. Only if you're willing to think and reject it all in the same. Or is he the new hero? 312-642-5600. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows you know, you'll, that you'll have to forgive me, McMath. I have a tendency to be sour after I watch BS poured into my ear as if it's supposed to convey a certain sympathy i thought you were going to talk about drinking milk no for the kind of but you know i listen this is about us man you got kids i got kids the people out there working hard i mean the ones that aren't in on the bs now here's the problem in illinois a lot of people are in on it i mean a lot of people 
I'm a Trumpocrat. There you go. I mean, a lot of people are in on the skullduggery and the scams. But every once in a while, something rears its head like the Chicago Tribune. Commercial building sales. This is today, by the way. Plunge in 2019. Uh-oh. Now, what it shows is the transfer taxes that are paid on, on sales of property, as, as I think they are completely outrageous and how expensive they can be. Judge, just going by the sales in 2018, the dollar amount of sales of commercial real estate in 2018, 2019 produced exactly 50%. I mean, you're talking, that is historic, baby. And that's, if they would have just maintained... So meaning the same dollar sales in 2019 that took place in 2018, the revenue to the city of Chicago would have been $100 million more than it was. Yeah. So it dropped in half. In half. It's crazy. But the point of it is, there's a reason it dropped in half. And that reason is because those sales, now I understand we could cherry pick high-end sales that might happen in, in very right. select areas. But yeah. you, when you're talking about this, you have to talk about it in a whole. The whole of Chicago commercial real estate had 50% the dollar transactions as it did the year before. The remaining of that can only translate to far less value. And that means all of the people who employ people, whether it's manufacturing, light industrial, retail, all of them who own those buildings took a significant hit in their equity, in their value, in their net worth. And we are 100 years of Democrat corruption in Chicago. 100 years. The, the city is so bankrupt that they refuse to even add the numbers up properly. They openly corrupt the numbers. And the citizens just nod their head like seals looking at a fish bobbing. And in the meantime... We, the Chicagoans, the Illinoisans, we're the ones buffering this loss, paying this cost, as we're watching our dollar be destroyed and everything we've worked for. And then something like this comes out, where you finally, finally got a pillar of corruption in Rod Blagojevich. And the, 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 the reaction is sympathy. And it, it, it astonishes me. And it makes me lose faith in a future turnaround, which I already have. Yeah. But it also makes you realize we don't have the will to do what we need to do to flush the corruption out. Well, we especially like since we're, Blagoje, we're, we're Blagoje, comfortable. Blagojevich's corruption was not just Blagojevich's corruption. It's the perfect example of machine corruption. He's Dick Mel's son-in-law, right? He's in the governorship. He was my congressman when I was in high school when, when on the northwest side. This is not a guy who sort of lucked into politics or some business owner who decided, I'm going to run for office. Okay, this is this is deep ingrained machine politics. And really, the only argument to make as far as unfairness to Blagojevich was the fact that he went to jail means that two thirds of Springfield should have gone to jail with him. That's the only because that's what everybody's doing down there. And there's another thing there. If he were not Dick Mel's son-in-law, you wouldn't know who he is. No, he'd be working some kiosk. At Woodfield, selling your wife earrings. Or he'd be a state rep or something. Or come yeah. on. It is just nauseating because the reality is that clip you played was evidence in a corruption tape. I mean, in, in, in a corruption conviction. And what did the Illinoisans do but elect the guy he was talking to as governor? Well, he's got name recognition. <laughs> you can't make it up. And now, and now. We have allowed this guy 
to seize areas. You know, I have to tell you something. You know, I, 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 I am foolish enough to run a business in Illinois. And the way in which they've changed, I have to call down to Springfield tomorrow because they're sending me a fine for not filing something that I filed. And now I have to spend time, and I don't know if there's going to be a penalty on top of it. And I'm just one small retailer. I had a similar issue with my business a few years ago. This is a gangster government that knuckles under the retailers, the business people, the manufacturers, and the only ones that get any leverage or any latitude to operate are the ones who are in on the scam. And it is just over and over and over again. Well, that's not the worst part, because they're relying on the incompetence and and sort of systemic inefficiencies down in Springfield. They actually feel that, right? Because your problem, more than likely... My problem definitely was an issue of somebody literally not checking the box right or not inputting a form. And so, like, I had an LLC. At the end of the year, you have to submit yeah. paper to the state showing what activity your LLC. So I did. And no, they said I didn't. Yeah, but I had to go, Six months I had to go through with them. Lost, lost some time, lost some money. But, but eventually they go, oh, yeah, here it is. Well, that's the thing is they're seeking money from me now because of their incompetence. Sure. So what motivation is there for them to fix anything? Or well, make you want to know what makes it even more nauseating? I, you know, obviously I have the receipt. I'm not concerned with it. I'll go through whatever hoops right. they have. But I did everything still... right. But here, I also have a business in Florida. And the difference when you're calling them, because you do have to call them. When you have a business, there's something, an address change, whatever it is. The difference in the attitude towards the citizen is is the stark reality of the fact we are enslaved to our government in Illinois versus governments that are supposed to represent and help the ebb and flow of honest, equitable business. Well, but it is two be, different worlds, man. There's got to be a trade-off, though. So in Florida, um, you know, you've got that extra that level of service. You've got that more personal service, but but what's their income tax? Zero. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's stupid. It is. And what it, are the properties? You sell property down there. What are the property taxes like oh, down there? Oh, it's their infinitesimal. I, I started about a, th- a 30% of what you're paying for the same value house, and, and you'd probably be right on. I think a lot of people who have only lived in Illinois think this is how it is. Well, that's why what goes to show you what brought this out is the Illinois Republican reaction to Blagojevich. I am astonished at the fanfare. And I, I mean... I'll throw my family members in it. My wife is the same thing. I am astonished at the at at the 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 embracing of Blagojevich as he spews what is clearly a lie and a fabrication by calling himself a political prisoner. This isn't a guy that got caught and 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 was on the wrong side of something. This is a guy that practiced extortion pay-to-play politics, intimidation, leveraging the power of office, and selling favoritism to the highest bidder, you know, the current governor. It is just despicable because we, as Illinoisans, not only think this is how it's supposed to be, we accept it and embrace the pirates among them. And, and, and that can only go with the fact that Scott Faywell is brought on as an example of, yes, I was wrongfully pers- prosecuted too. And this is the kind of guy who his corruption resulted in the death of Illinoisans. I mean, it's just, when is enough enough? When is the good guy going to be the Illinois citizen? When are you going to demand 
that this stop when rather than calling Blagojevich a a a persecuted prisoner. And here's the reality. When are your punishments going to get commuted? <laughs> yeah, here's the right. Exactly. When does the free man have his have his uh, uh, atrocities commuted? Yeah. And who's going to do that? Yeah, because the reality is if Blagojevich is in on uh, the apprentice, none of this is is happening. This is a fast track. Once again, the, the, the inner relationship of corruption pays off. I think maybe, too, if uh, Donald Trump had another spotlight example that he could have used to, because he pardoned, there were some very worthy pardons in this group, right? And he has been fighting this sort I of... I disagree the, with Milken. Well, yes. Milken I, was, I a, was a Ponzi scheme but they, fraud. But, okay, so they, he's been focusing on this sort of criminal justice reform, and he's been playing the black community with it and that. I think if he had another high-profile example that would have gotten the same level of headlines, Blagojevich would be still sitting in Colorado. Well, I know, I, I know, Patty was 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 uh, you know was really lobbying for him and everything else. But I mean, this is a she's calculated, lobbying for him as a she's, calculated move as she is profiting immensely from the corruption, of course, that her husband perpetrated. Well, that's how she grew up. She's Dick Mills daughter. And I'll tell you another thing. I don't think I think some of these pardons and this ridiculous power. I don't agree with it at all. Do you realize, first of all, Milken, isn't he? He's out and he's in business again, Milken. Milken built old people out of money by selling junk bonds. He actually created the junk bond and the latitude that it encompasses by stealing. He's involved with Whitewater. Same Republicans love him, too. It is bizarro world. 312-642-5600. Then we'll cover the Trumpocrats against the socialists. Don't worry, we'll get national. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. All right, so I'm done venting about the ridiculousness of the Blagojevich incident. And now it's on to the fact that, unfortunately, the Democrat Party has devolved into the Stalinists, Leninists, and Trotskyites. We're not arguing anymore if they're socialists. We're strictly arguing about what branch of socialism they are going to adopt as they have decided to enslave us to the government and to them to their own power, as they have uh, decided to take my favorite and the most obvious socialist among them, Bernie Sanders, and make him the front runner. Now, as you watch this, to go after Bernie Sanders, Sanders and you know he's a Sandinista, Bernie Sandinista. And to point out the fact that he is what he is, is easy. The hard part is to show everybody how comfortable we all have become with the idea of a collectivist government running every aspect of our business life. And now every aspect of our health care and every aspect of the way we interact with each well, other. And taking a decent sized piece of everything, too. They're and, not doing it for free. No, of course not. First of all, the one thing that government really, really does efficiently is profit from its failure. And we all, we all know that. If, we you're just listening, about that if you're listening to this show, you've known that for years. If you're living in Illinois and you're not one of these Democrat apparatchiks, you know this. Oh, we got a call. All right, let's go to Catherine. She called us on a Sunday night. Catherine, thanks for calling. Sure. Good evening to you guys. I was uh, so happy you brought up about the 
type of service we get from our government in this state, I guess particularly in Crook County. But uh, I used to practice law. I'm semi-retired now, but uh, um, right out of law school, I learned the hard way of how um, the, a, a clerk there where you go to file papers for the, uh, maybe even the attorney that I worked for then, um, could make you wait as long as they desired uh, in line, whether they were going to go to lunch, they came back for lunch. So, oh. but, you know, as, as the years passed, I got used to things how they were and, uh, you know, learned, I guess, not really to manipulate this, the, the system, but to, to know what I what to expect. Yeah, live within it. And Catherine, that's what they understand. If you want the, the, the grace of them, you will abide by the manners they demand you adopt. Yep. And that's the way it is versus the, the way it was supposed to be. Whereas we walk in, we're the citizens. You don't go to lunch if you see me standing there. You sit at the desk and you help me with my issue. When I'm done and you're done, then you go about your merry way. And you know what, Catherine? Right. I get how people, my mother was like that. She was very accommodating to people. She wasn't like me. And she would sit there and wait. And, you know, she was gentle. And to me, I think it comes from playing in a system that prosecutes you for achieving or for wanting or for desiring. I think only when you go through that process, when you take the risk and you, and you achieve to a little bit and you see how you're penalized and you see how you're controlled, and moreover, you see how it destroys your, your equity, whether it's your money or your property, whatever it is. I think it's a frustration level where you realize the only one percenters in our society are the government. They're not high earners. And the high earners, if you notice, they all have to play within those parameters of this Rube Goldberg system where you have to go to table A and then get the the letter to go to table B and pay for table C. You see how they make us jump around and we work for them. And you just, whether you're a lawyer or a guy trying to get a driver's license, when you deal with the government, it's very evident who the boss is. And I hate that. I'm never going to give in to that. I just can't. Which is why, no, Catherine, when you see me standing on the side of the road with a sign that says, I was an ex-capitalist and on the radio, please give me a dollar I'm saving for a cigar. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks. I love it. See, because you could see yeah. how people start out as honest, hardworking, young lawyer. Yeah. And she's 100% right when you say, you know, when the system confronts you, what's the easiest? You got to get your job done still, right? So you got to adjust to whatever these slobs want to do. And, you know, if you take it for a minute and you just step back, and you just say, okay, that's the minutia, right? right? That's what we live with. Right. And you look at what we're, what we're presented with well, in the so form levels. of government just getting bigger. Yeah. Here, I know the answer to the corruption. Layered we're like going to make onion. it bigger. And this is how all of a sudden our society, both right and left, have given into the fact we need the government in charge of everything. And it is just astonishing to you me. Think that's because people are, are stupider. Or less confident. I think it's because they're beat up. You know, so less confident. Look at, I mean, Catherine, w wonderful woman, young lawyer. Yeah. She has studied. She achieved her, her desire to become an attorney. And here she is. She goes into this office and she's got some moron yeah. who decides whether she goes to lunch or not, makes this girl sit there for three hours. Well, notice a couple of things there, too. She said she was retired first. Yeah. Okay. And then she also said when she first started out. So this is going back at least a few decades that that was already, I mean, it, this is not a new phenomenon, right? This is not something ushered in by people currently in there. Those people in those jobs who are currently the problem may have also started out as 
fresh-faced, ambitious, want to do well, and then they get into the system, and then they get corrupted, and then they get lazy and everything. Yeah, because what happens is a system of collectivism, a system system of government top-down tyranny, it doesn't matter who you are individually. Unless you're in on that scam, you're a nobody. And that's why the problem is we're supposed to resist it, not turn for and ask for more of it. But here we are. 312-642-5600. See you in Ukraine soon. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. This is The Liberty Hour. Now, here's here's the point. If As we've Liberty laid out hours. Our, yeah, Liberty Hours. Liberty Hours. I had some morons on the internet take that name, you know, when I was doing the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, they took Liberty Hours. So when you Google it, you get them, not me. Everyone's jumping what, on plural? It. Yeah. Scumbags. All right, where do they live? I got a they bad stink. mic. Yeah, car. don't worry about it. Anyway, as we talk about the problem, not just the <laughs> Goldberg mechanism and failure of socialism and how it empowers government over you, I really am, am astonished at the willingness of citizens to be abused like this, and then turn to the abuser and say, help me. And this is a problem for me because I look at things as economically we've been enslaved to a system that we really don't have much control over. As I reflect, and as you do on the Affordable Care Act slash Obamacare, you realize it's going to last forever. It's never going away. In fact, what it's going to do is grow and become more intrusive. Both Democrats and Republicans have have accepted that. And people like me, who are self-employed, we've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars over a decade in both premiums and changes and the inefficiencies of it. And now we have a promise by the socialists on the left and the socialists on the right that we're just going to have to get used to it. And the days and the idea that it's going to go away, it's over with. Well, that is translating also economically. That very thing is happening to the market, to the money supply, to the trade lines, to manufacturing. We are voluntarily giving up, not just capitalism, we're giving up our freedoms And we're doing it with a certain willingness that I see in the forecast as bad to worse if Bernie Sanders or a like-minded socialist, Sandinista, gets in. It's going to be terrible. And you know, Macbeth, I don't look at the market the way I used to anymore. I'm looking at it. It's a Sunday night. Dow Jones is down 337 points. I know that... It doesn't matter because if they want to, they could turn on the switch and the, the money will flow into the market and the market will rally. And what do you, what's the play? Just keep it like this and just keep this ticky-tack, top-down mitigation of an economy? And what's it going to look like when eventually the socialists disguising themselves as Democrats do win? I know, Listen, I need Trump Detroit. to win, brother, and there's no question. I say it every time. He's got to win. I disagree on 80% of his economics. He's got to win, though. What's, what's the alternative? But I mean, the reality is 
as you listen to the Democrats on TV, as you look to the Illinois Democrats, you realize they're all in. They don't care and they want to be enslaved to each other. And it's going to be this case of either you get in on it or you stop complaining about it. And as you look at the willingness of Illinoisans to allow this kind of corruption to go on, as you look at nationally, the, the National Democrat Party admit openly, yes, we are Soviets too. Where does that leave the free man? Ken, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Hi, Ken. Are you there? Ken, going once, twice. All right, thank you. Teresa, thank you so much for calling. How are you? Good. How are you, Sean? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Good. Just uh, bringing up the whole Blago thing. Um, you know, I just don't understand why President Trump pardoned this guy. I mean, he's an arrogant narcissist. I mean, Blago. He's a total arrogant <laughs> you narcissist. You better clarify, kid. Go ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, he's just, uh, he's a victim in his own mind. And, uh, you know, I think all sides, Republicans, Democrats, independents, nobody likes Blago. No one does. Well, you, and, know, you uh, know what I find astonishing is that you see him in this interview. He's with Yer- yeah. Larry Yellen, I believe, on, on uh, Feckless Flannery. And he asks him, yeah. do, you, do you agree, you, you know, you did something wrong? Before he finished the sentence, no, I'm a political prisoner. And you say to yourself, in Illinois, I remember when it kind of happened. People weren't convinced he did something wrong. And you know, Teresa, for those of us that operate in the economy and realize from something as dealing with just your local municipality, not, not all the time, but on some level, you're persecuted what do you mean you want to put an addition on your house well you've got to get a permit and the minute after you get the occupancy now this is a a little residential house the minute after you get occupancy now the 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 county comes over and they reassess your house to tax you more and you realize wait a minute what what can i do without the grace without the benefit of favoritism without paying somebody and you know what the answer is Teresa? nothing because this kind right. of shakedown and pay-to-play that Blagojevich was finally convicted of, this is modus operandi, baby. This is every day, 9 to 5, in every village, in every county in Illinois. This is just what we've said okay. And then to watch conservatives say, yeah, let him out. He spent enough time. I don't. I, yeah, exactly. I got a big argument with my wife. Big argument. She's like, oh, you know, murder or guys who beat up people get out in five years. We don't understand the dollar amount he's cost you and me and the guy in there and everybody just from something as stupid as his own philosophy. It's terrible, Teresa, but thank you so much for calling on a Sunday night. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. You know, we had slap and tickle shirts when I was doing the show. we got to get Sunday night Liberty Hour shirts. We you could do that. Call a guy to call a guy. Three one two. Do they make moo-moos? You're going to need one. 312-642-5600. I do appreciate that about Sean, and I love him for it. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. All right, somebody better wake somebody up at the Fed. Dow's down 403 points. You better start cooking up some of that magic repo money. Can Can you imagine, dude, seriously, if there's a market collapse this year? Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? 
It's brutal. It's not a rhetorical question. You said, can you imagine? Uh-huh. I said, yes. I mean, if there you is... You should probably clarify repo yeah, markets, right. by the way. Most people yeah, don't sorry. know it's like the money that goes between banks at night, even the sheets. Banks at night who've already lent out money. Right. So what you've in essence done is turn lending institutions the way we, as older people, remember them working, and you've turned them into loan officers. And the federal, Basically, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the Federal Reserve, oh, they underwrite it, which means all of you do. I'm, Ironically, the guy who's who's trying to get the little mortgage for two hundred fifty thousand, <laughs> he's underwriting about two point eight billion a night. Basically, it's unbelievable, man. People better wake up, Terry. Thanks for calling the show. How are you, Terry? Hello. Yeah, how are you? Uh, okay, I, I'd like to know uh, why the authorities didn't wait until after Bogoyevich received money to arrest him. Uh, could it be because maybe the, they wanted to protect someone like Jesse Jackson Jr.? That would be my assumption. Yeah. Or, uh, First of all, you know, what I've, of you know what people. I've got a question for, Terry? I've been watching the news since I was a little kid. And from time to time, they'll have these prostitution stings. You see Tom Darts on a big prostitution sting. Yep. You see that? And what they do is they get the John. And they impound his car. And they make him call his wife. And they walk him in front of the camera. Right? Well, isn't he just the one that's buying? How come here you that's only got right. how come here you only got the seller? Because you know what it is? Political prostitution, they want to protect the buyer because that's called a future term turn of business. See, they didn't want that to stop. Because I've always been fascinated how JB Pritzker, who is on a number of these calls, flexing his political power long before being governor. He's not, he's not in trouble for any of this. He's not in trouble for writing checks and getting certain grants and TIF agreements. Do you know, Terry, the kind of money that goes in to improvements of neighborhoods? Do you realize that out of those grants, when they build these, these hotels in areas that, that are determined by government to be worthy, they're getting 20 30% of the money from us in a grant. I mean, I've always wondered why they're not focused and there's at least two buyers. There wasn't just Jesse Jackson. There was the Oak Brook uh, Indian guy. Remember? Mm-hmm. And yet, what happened to those? I mean, Jesse Jackson Jr. had his own problems. But what happened to the other buyer? Nothing. What happened to J.B. Pritzker? He got a promotion. He got to be governor. So that's why, Terry, you have to sit back and say to yourself, is it better to be in on the scam or fund it? And the reality is it's better to be in this scam in Illinois. Thank you, Terry, for calling the show on a Sunday night. I truly appreciate oh. it. Okay, bye. Bye. See, every once in a while I wait to say goodbye. I'm not so rude. You're always making the face like I'm rude. I'm not rude. I let her say goodbye. I'm sorry. But the reality is, Macbeth, you know, I'm putting this fight up, kid, because I'm watching in my own little neighborhood, which was once a nice neighborhood. I'm watching real estate values of people I care about. It's brutal. It's brutal, kid. And, you know, it's the tip of the iceberg because there's a lot of people out there who think they know what their house is worth. Just wait till you try and sell it. And just wait till you try. And, and, and you know, there's nowhere to go when you destroy the commercial real estate. Those are the people that employ us. Those are the people we need that market thriving more than anything. And yet we have become so used to just allowing all of the penalties of ownership to be thrust on the people we deem to be wealthy. It's sickening. Well, yeah, and that that goalpost keeps moving, right? Yeah. Pretty soon it's going to be wealthy in Illinois, 
When is wealthy in Illinois? Over 50000 a year. When is it a government worker? See, to me, <laughs> that's who's the 1%. That's who's wealthy. I worked all my life. I'll never retire with that lollipop pension. 312-642-5600. If the Senate thing ever happened for you, my strong recommendation would be you got to do it and, and say you're running again. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, second hour, Macbeth. I love that. I love the second hour. Get to relax a little bit, cover Blago, we cover National. We could go back and forth, right? With the people always espousing what Americanism is supposed to be. So you're saying uh, people espousing what Americanism is supposed to be puts you in a good mood, yeah? It does put me in a good mood, especially so, when I'm when I'm forced to watch propaganda and listen to propaganda of the different sides of how we should allow these losers we call politicians to run everything. Because they are uh, losers. I'm sorry, they're losers. Do you want to be in a bad mood now or after the call? Oh, God, let me just take the call because he's talking about something <laughs> that is about America. We're the first country to say that when you own a piece of property, first of all, we were the first ones where you could really... Well, yeah, I guess you pretend you own it, where you own a piece of property, but yeah. we have a covenant with government. You know we what that is? It wasn't for everybody at first, but we got over that. You know what the covenant is supposed to be? Not that it is in Illinois. No. You're supposed to only be taxed on the value. It's called ad valorem. Right. You're supposed to only be taxed on the value of that property. Not about your the next door neighbor needs a kid. Right. To go to school, or the next door neighbor has five kids who need health care, and the husband beats the wife, and you got to pick up the food stamps. That's not the deal. Yeah, even with referendum. Yeah. But you know what? Over time, that's become the deal. Now, Rob in Hampshire, how are you, buddy? Hey, hey Sean. Good to hear you live on, on the radio, man. Thank you. You and McBeth are, are great. Thank you. I'm great. He's I, just, I would chubby. disagree with this. Yeah, he's just got sweat marks on his nipples. I'm <laughs> great. Go ahead. Whoa, whoa. Um, I just, the t- property tax thing, and you mentioned it earlier, something about just how numb we've become. I mean, I have friends that say, hey, I, I got my tax bill. It's only $10,000 a year. Jeez. Yeah. On a $400,000 house. Well, you want, well depending on the county, you left out with it. For sale. Well, you gotta, you got to think about it. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a bloodbath in the next couple of years in Illinois. But you have to think about it in the eyes of how government looks at us. First of all, they look as, at that as re- their revenue. Yeah. So they have no problem increasing... Hard-earned revenue. Their revenue. Forget about the fact that you're... I mean, so you have to decide, okay, here's where the line is. Anything they take from us, they view as their revenue. Right there, I have a fundamental problem with it. Number two is, well, why... You know, we're just going to tell them to pay it. And he's going to pay it. And if he doesn't want to pay it, well, then he's got to hire our friends. And then our friends make money. I mean, this is old-time gangster stuff. You want me to take it easy on the VIG? Okay, well, then you better hire my cousin. 
and he'll pretend to stock your shelves. Only this one will pretend to lower your taxes. This is old-time coffee shop gangster stuff, and it's great. And if you look at it from their perspective, Rob, how many people out there even know what an ad valorem is? Or even know that they're only supposed to pay taxes on their home value. And here's the other thing. You have a mindset of a citizen where he pretends his home is worth more than it is. Yeah. Right? So to a certain he extent, he's like... wants to have the like, pride of property value. Sure, it must be good. I mean, they're telling me my property's worth 700000 Granted, I couldn't sell it for four. As you see, yeah. the sales in what used to be good neighborhoods plummet. Yeah. And parents talk themselves into things too, like, oh, I pay higher taxes, my kids will have better schools. Yeah. But it's it's just right. Not sure. Cool. You don't really and then you just well, get to flush it down. Okay, it must work this way. Government says it does. Yeah. You go to you go to the western edge of the Chicagoland area and it's well over three percent of the value of your home. Oh yeah. And it's the houses are for sale everywhere, man. The p- people are running for the exits, and you know what that supply and demand law is going to do. It's going to drop. It's going to tank Here, the value. Here's the oh, thing, Rob, nobody crazy. talks about. You could tell within five minutes exactly per foot what a piece of property is worth. This is 2020. The year 2020, we have information access in our hand. Yeah, all you need is an assessment hand. of condition. You don't even need an assessor's office anymore. Nope. Why in the hell do we have an assessor's office when every bit of data can tell us to the second what property is worth? Yeah. What do I need an assessor and a bureaucracy for? Well, his family needs jobs. See, because it's a great scam. Of course. Right? And if you can get in on it, get in on it. Rob, thanks for calling the show. You know, go, it, what he was saying as far as the western suburbs and that, uh, not far from me, you get into like Villa Park and stuff like that. That's that's sort of exactly what was happening is people were running for the exits, but it was compounded by the fact that all of a sudden the property vac- uh, values were higher than they had been in 2009, 2010, 2008, uh, 2007. It made sense for people finally to be able to move who had been sitting on these places because they were underwater. Yeah, so and, that's, and, those, and, those values went up, and then they and here, slammed the, down again. In the meantime, I'm listening to uh, uh, Lou Dobbs with his giant basketball head and his phony Rita Hayworth die job, another fossil pretending to be a relevant man. And he's telling you how great, oh, did you see that refi has been up for the fourth consecutive month? This is great news. When the reality is, that's terrible news. Because what that shows you, is that an increasing amount of regular people have decided to refinance their home and probably take equity out, which means any fluctuation in the real estate real estate market prevents them from being able to sell their property. Basically, yeah. So now you've got people held hostage. So here's the other thing about Illinois. Many more people would leave were they able to, but most people cannot even afford to go through the process of selling their very home because they've been using it as a form of an asset that they've been sucking money yeah, out. Leveraging it. Because that's what Lou Dobbs with his giant head and his $2 die job told you you should And that's do. if they're lucky enough to have any equity. Uh-huh. So you've got a bunch of people who have been taught improperly of what equity is, number one, how to value their real estate, number two, and how to justify what taxes should be. So you've got what you've got is a soiree of economic illiterates pretending to be functional and then voting for scoundrels who are socialists who want to just take advantage of the very failure. General, and that's called yeah. the Democrat base. I just described to you. Well, in Illinois, that's also base. the Republican base. In Illinois, it's the Republican base. It's, as far as the party, not the voters, but the party. 
the the party is just in league. We're we're, we're just doing the same same exact. I'm not ever going to run for anything. You understand? No. So I I'm going to tell the people right now. Yeah. The Pat Brady supporters. You remember Pat Brady? Oh yeah, he we know Pat Brady. He was all Cavalier, right? He's a very uh, very tight acquaintance of Mike Madigan politically. He's a fraud. And he's supposed to be the what was he the the head the of chairman. the Republican Party? In he's Illinois. the architect yeah. of the Durkins yeah. and of the Pat or of the of the Bill Bradys. Yep. And the and the Rounders. Yeah. Billionaire with an you know what my rule is. You know my rule. We'll cover it later. I could sometimes I get some flack from you know the listeners when they don't want me to make fun of people and how they look. But you know what I say, a billionaire with an unattractive second wife. It's one thing if the first wife, but the second wife, that's not somebody that should be making After decisions. After you made it, you should, be, you should be dating a model. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, you know, that's the one thing about Trump I like. I don't you, agree with him on ever, but he's great at third wives. Bezos, too? I'm going to apply that to Bezos. Another guy. Yeah. Second wife, or, or she, uh, they're dating. She's lovely. Yeah. Right? See, that's, first that's, one. So that's your standard. No, first one, he, he had nothing. He was driving a Honda, and he makes himself a couple... Yeah, he get the spray-painted Amazon 70, book signs billion. in his living room. Listen, yeah. honey, I love you, but it's time for me to get a strip model. Well, she she was the one, I think. Who, uh, Whatever. Yeah. And you know what she is? A She's the girl I hope to meet in the future. No kidding. Because my 401k is going to in real estate. I'm taking a bath. I'm, my wife wouldn't would might even let me walk around on that oh, one. Are you kidding me? My wife would be so proud of me. She'd be like, bring, home, bring home the bacon. Go right ahead. <laughs> Not the bacon you left with either. Yeah, Because you know I'm taking bacon with me. Speaking of unattractive billionaires. <laughs> did you see this midget? No, I was looking up. I was looking up. Listen, let me tell you something. The, the bad side about being worth a lot of money is that people tend to suck up. Nobody likes a suck-up except a billionaire. So they've been sucking up to Bloomberg for decades, pretending he's funny, pretending he's on the cutting edge, rather than the reality of he's just a rich, ugly, wannabe dictator. And he's very good at news outlets and very good at buying television, television stations and media and making billions of dollars. And he served, and by the way, the Bloomberg network I, I, in the financial industry 20 years ago, was far better than anything out there. It deserves every penny. I'm not taking it away from them. But the idea that Democrats or Republicans would seriously look at this buffoon as an alternative yeah. was really destroyed, in my opinion, in that so-called debate it's, that was a it, bloodbath. It shows a fair amount of desperation amongst the general electorate that's, that's voting in these Democratic primaries, right? Because they're kind of panicking and saying, Maybe we need our own sort of weird billionaire who who has questionable morals. Yeah, but you had Tom Steyer, the unlikable Tom Steyer. Yeah, but he's unlikable. Bloomberg's yeah. totally likable. No, no time. Another. Oh, we don't have time. No, right. no. We'll Joe, be right back. Hang, hang on. We'll hang get to Joe. you after the break. But Tom Steyer, another guy that if he had a one sauce on his neck, he couldn't get a dog to come to him. Yeah. Just a disgraceful human. That'd be a waste of A1. I like A1. And he's got this whole thing. I'm a green energy guy. Well, how'd you make your money? Well, I'm still heavily invested in coal. Yeah. I mean, it's just, how stupid are you? Lose money? 312-642-5600. We got another 45 minutes. I love the new schedule. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows and you're sure they don't want me to smoke this cigar in here. You're positive? I, I've got a pretty good feeling about it. Yeah. What, what happened to my country? I remember sitting in uh, Gene and Giorgetti's after work on a Friday, all exhausted, right? Sweating, lighting up cigars, ordering the prime rib, medium rare. You know, when you knew where the men's room was, it was the one with the urinal, ladies. Gee, I don't know what the hell's going on. 
But I do understand why old people are mad. All right, let's go to Joe. Joe, thank you, number one, for holding on. I appreciate it, buddy. Yes, uh, Sean, how are you? I love your show. Okay. Uh, my question is, is uh, if I was to retire in the next five years and I own property, like a house, where, where would be the best place to move to? It's like he's a homeowner. It's, it's like it's almost like Joe doesn't know that I sell real estate in South I, Florida. He, no, he did actually acknowledge. That I he, do know uh, that well, he did acknowledge well, listen, while screening that you are going to say Florida, but he was going to push you, you for another. You can't tell answer. Joe because you're on radio. But right now, if you could see, I I am glowing like George Hamilton. I like. Oklahoma. I just got back. I love the idea that it is a state that is on the upswing. That the people who have bought there over the last ten years, twenty years are all making money on their real estate, all enjoying the benefits of extremely low taxes. Let me give you a prime example, Joe. I live in Elmwood Park. It's all true. I don't want to hide anything. It's a medium house, nothing great, nothing frilly. The property taxes, if I had to sell the house, if someone said sell the house, I'd, I'd probably be in the threes if I was lucky, in all seriousness, okay? The property taxes are exactly the same of a house I just sold in North Naples on the water. My property taxes on the great little, I mean, my, 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 my view is that of another yard. And if I'm lucky, the guy isn't arguing with his wife and kids. That's my view in Elmwood Park. This is a house in Naples, Florida on the water. His view is of a boat dock. And he pays the same I pay. So that's why I love Florida. I think the taxation of the real estate is extremely fair. It has zero income tax. You do pay taxes when you drive on specific roads. And do you know that the tolls are about 50% of what they are in Illinois? 50%. And your sales taxes are about 40% of what the taxes are in Illinois. In fact, Joe, when I buy a cigar retail, it's about 15 to 25% more than my wholesale cost here in Illinois. Did you know that? So to me, I like my money, and I want to keep as much of it as I can, so I like Florida. I think you could say that about states like Texas, too. And I I think Arizona would be good, but there's too many of us moving there. And what happens is we tend to ruin states we move to because we feel sorry for Blagojevich. Make sense? Yes, yes. All right. So if you want to move to South Florida, Joe, you know who to call, kid. Liberty Real Estate Services. And you can email Shameless. me at Sean. No, 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 no. You got a show to do. You can plug yourself. You know what? One of these days, I'm going to come into your shop in Elmhurst <laughs> and have a cigar with you. Well, you better come in fast because all of a sudden I found out there was something I was supposed to send in January that I did send that the state says I didn't send. So hurry up before I got <laughs> Blagojevich out there with a cream puff in his mouth and a padlock. Thank you, Joe, for calling the show. I appreciate yeah. it. Did you oh, mean? Oh, I hung up on. Did you mean Pritzker? Come on, Pritzker with the cream puff. Who else? Although, right. you want to know something? I can't even look at him anymore. Did you see? He's Pritzker. got a love handle on his head. Yeah, he's the got f- How do he's you let yourself... triple chin. Now, listen, we've all let ourselves go at certain times sure. of our lives. There's different things. But at that 300-pound mark, yeah. what do you say we draw the line there? That's where I drew the line with myself. Or another thing, Macbeth, yeah. if you're going to be a big, fat, useless slob... Can we put you on a different plan for insurance? Or do the healthy people who take care of themselves, the conscientious people, just have to buffer the cost of the fatties? Can we at least work out a system like that? I feel like we stopped talking about Pritzker and started talking about me. All right, then I'll start. Then we'll just go on to Peggy. Peggy, thanks for calling the show. How are you? 
this is really funny, you know, with the with the uh explosion, political explosion. Yeah. Uh it was incredible. It's given the Democrats a real advantage if they if they were smart enough to take it, but I don't think they will be. You see, they used to say, well, you know, the Democrats always walk in lockstep. Finally, they got somebody to say something different, right? So that accusation is now negated. They now have a certifiable different. And he represents the, he might represent the Democrats that left and joined the Republican Party because they, about- were the, they were the ones that were victims the blacks and the minorities were victims of Peggy. I gotta confess, I'm not quite stuff. sure if you're talking about Trump or Bernie. It no, could be I'm either talking, one. I'm talking. Bloomberg. I'm talking Bloomberg. about the the Democrats actually having an excuse now to say, "Well, we're not we're not just a we don't walk in lockstep. We have diversity too, and it gives like the Democratic Party a place for their people that were dissatisfied, that were the victims of crime." that wanted law and order, and they didn't want socialism, and there was no place for them in the party. Yeah, there is. There's Here, Donald Trump. You just described the, 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 the Trump That's right. That's why they, they left and, and went to the Republican Party. But if this guy's talking about issues that they're concerned about, they now have a voice in the Democratic Party. Of course, we know he's nuts. But the thing is, they have a voice. Yeah. And, like, will they leave the Republican Party and go back home to the Democratic Party? We don't know. So it's like, we have a, a, we better watch our P's and Q's here. Of course, they may, it may go right by them, slide right by them. Because what? it's like, did you hear um, Hugh Hewitt and his plan? No. His plan was to take... Um, I'm not a Hugh Hewitt guy. I abandoned him. I'm well, sorry. Hugh Hewitt said, uh, for the, the guys who were Republicans and stuff, but could vote in the Democratic caucus to vote for Bernie Sanders. The reason yeah. being that if they vote for Sanders and he is the nominee, the American people will have a choice, either communism or free markets. Oh, I guess that's the narrative, but I'm not buying that either, Peggy. The choice that they have is either socialism or collectivism without realizing yeah. it's the same choice. Same and as you hear the policies, I'm going to tell you right now, Peggy, it better not be Bernie. Because he's the only one that could upset Trump, in my opinion. Trump I don't think he could upset. I don't think he could upset anybody. The guy oh. is like, he's a crazy. He's he owns three houses. He's a freeloader. His wife handles the the media for him, and they make all their money back. He isn't spending like a damn dime. He knows how to work the system. And, I, and I'm going to tell you what, Peggy. I love you, and I love the calls, and I truly respect your opinion very much. I do, but I'm going to tell you right now. He's the only one that could upset Trump because he brings out a section of our economy that's never really counted, and that's the kids. Yeah. The kids are socialists. Yeah. You know who else are socialists? A lot of the Republicans that don't admit it, but moreover, a lot of the people my age are. But do they show And they're up the parents vote? now paying the, the, the college. Right, right. And they, I'm going to tell you what. Socialism, it's fun for me to watch them accept the fact that they're already socialists. Democrats are socialists. I like how they're shocked that Bernie could win. Everything they've done since the 30s is socialism. And this guy is just a culmination of every policy you've tried and failed. He promises to make work because he embraces the Soviet ideology. And you know what? It's selling and it's upsetting your old horses. Biden, which, by the way, you better get a defibrillator ready. Have you seen him? Wow! Did you see him this week? Yeah. 
dude. Well, I don't think he's... I'm going to tell you right now, he don't make it to July. I, I don't think he's uh, he, he's been staying at custody. He hasn't been, like, working out and training working to do... Working out the, and training. Hold on. Working out and training to do the schedule that he's been doing <laughs> between Iowa and New Hampshire and now Nevada. They are running that man... Into he's, the grave. He's laying on the podium. He's like uh, he's like uh, Ozzy in the Let second it. scene of the uh, second season of the Osborne. Sharon was just running him into the ground. And that's what he looks like. He's lucky that eighty percent of the people don't know what a plutocrat is because no he's, kidding. Yeah, I mean, do you see him? I'm not a socialist and I'm not a plutocrat. Yes, you are, and yes, you are. I'm a Trumpocrat. Oh boy, <laughs> that's never going. Away. That's never going away because no. it's it, it really is what I've been saying. Like you said, we didn't pay him to say that. We just were given the gift of him saying that. We are given the gift. And you want to know what? Here's the only caveat that could save Trump. But if he does, it's going to be the other, the same thing it was with Hillary. If he runs against Bernie, he loses the popular vote, but wins the electoral colleges his only shot. What do you think of that? That's a bold prediction on a Sunday night Liberty hour. It could very much happen. If here, you know, I'm watching parents that are my age that have college kids. And it's a it's a hard thing to do, brother, to pay that full bulk. Believe me, working three jobs, the old lady's working, everybody's working, and we're giving it to the thing. And what happens is, if you're not so so fundamentally sound in your beliefs, you see this old codger promising to take that bill away from you. And one thing we know, Americans are susceptible to free stuff, even and though there is no such young thing. people are stupid. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I say Bernie's the biggest threat. What do you say? Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. There is something about driving 78 at night. Watching YouTube on your phone. The wind. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll tell you, boy, it's harder and harder to come back here. Let alone you throw on top all of the economic just shellacking that we take. Roger, I appreciate you calling the show on a Sunday night, buddy. How are you? Sean, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, enjoy your show. Thank you. I think you are absolutely right. When you when this guy says, okay, $1.6 trillion is the student debt, and I'm going to take care of that, you're going to have people coming out. And you cannot forget the Hispanic vote. The kids back in 2016 were 14, 15 years old. They are the voting age right now. So, and you know what, Roger? Nobody, what nobody has ever really factored them in because, for the most part, they're a no-show. Historically, if you look at the numbers, they're irrelevant. But when you've got a guy out there and you've, you've got these kids who have been inundated with the virtues of, of a totalitarian socialism, they don't, they don't know any better. And for the most Correct. part, and you want to know something, Roger? I'm guilty of this in my own house. My daughters, you know, I, I took care of them. They wanted it. They needed Correct. it. I did what I had to do. I didn't pass on that that reality of there is no Hard such love. Yeah, I didn't do it, Roger. And you know something? Not a lot of people and my pay age. For it. Exactly. Yeah, not exactly. a lot of people I'm my 55. age. Fifty five. I don't know how old you are. Fifty two. Fifty two. Yes, I'm but I look damn you, the good, Roger. These days. Yeah. Pardon? I said I look damn good. In case you're wondering, I'm in a hell of a shape. That's debatable. One yeah, more thing I wanted to ask <laughs> you. As you know, Trump is landing today in India. He's going to, you know, talk about 100,000 people and, you know, this and that. 
that's going to be irrelevant now. I wish he would stop doing that. He would come back and talk about the regulations that he has done in helping in business. All, I see it as a small business. I see it. You know, and, Roger, that, that's uh, you been know, a bone. It makes a big difference. And that's been a bone of contention of mine with this current administration. I have a problem with populism versus capitalism. And we had a real opportunity here to really destroy the stronghold on business government has. And we could have broke it. And he was off to a very good start. And he deregulated major industries. But he implemented one regulation that supersedes all of them. And that is he seized the economic flow country to country. The greatest thing to have in a capitalist society is competition. He eliminated all of that, Roger. And you know what? I get why he did it. Populism sells to the economic illiterates and to the masses because they think it's patriotism. But it also strengthens the corruption in the economy, the labor mafia unions. And I'm going to tell you what, Roger, it's, it's, we're going to lose in the long term. I think we can sustain it now. But unless we get a person to reestablish the benefits of true capitalism and, and what strengthened relations between India and America, between America and Europe, between America and Asia, what strengthens those relations is capitalism. Yeah. Not anything else. And it also, by the way, produces the best value to the American consumer. And, you know, nobody talks about these things anymore, Roger. It's a sad day. Yes. And I look at also the health care. I wish that, you know, the health care is not touched in this country. People should go and see how the government health care is run all over the world. Okay. It's terrible. Roger, they hide how they broke it because they subsidized us. You know, there's many Republicans that are subsidized on welfare for insurance, and they pretend they're entitled to it. It's the slow cook of socialism in a, in a society, and that's the problem. And before you know it, you know who the Democrat frontrunner is? An out-and-out out Soviet like Bernie Sanders. Thanks for calling the show, Roger. I do got to get to more calls. It's a Sunday night, and I love when we get the calls. Kyle. Kyle. Thank you. How are you, buddy? Hey, good. Uh, well, you look so good because you're not a public union worker and because of your cream. <laughs> hey, so there you go. High Tide Cream um, is a big winner, kid. Thank you. Exactly. The there you go. I'm, uh, right. Um, I'm, I'm, it doesn't happen often, but I think you're wrong. Not super wrong, but a little, a little wrong. Fair and enough. the biggest threat. So is my wife, um, if it's any consolation. I, go ahead. <laughs> I don't think Sanders is the biggest threat, and I don't think it's Michelle. Um, I think that it's uh, um, Bloomberg. And the reason why is because Bloomberg is a lot of what Trump is. He's just a little more unlikable, squeezing your neck about it. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. He, he's, Do you, you, have you looked at him, though? He's five foot five. He has the face of the monkey that stole Dorothy's Toto. He's going to be on a stage with Big Donnie and say what you want. He looks, I mean, he's oh, the guy. Pound for pound, Donnie he's the worst guy. You're, 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 you're true. Okay, you're, so you're, you're very right listen. there. But in terms of populism, that's the only thing he doesn't have that makes him Trump. you got half our society that votes on optics. At least half. I think I'm being well, kind. That's, that's, yeah. what, that's what the YouTube's for. But you're oh, going to no. take, I don't care even if you're a Democrat, you're going to look at this gargoyle Bloomberg telling you how he's got the answers to everything. And believe me when I tell you, you're going to start dry heaving. The one thing about Trump, he sells it because he's got the Burt Wyman salesman pitch. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. Bloomberg never had to sell anything in his life. He told, no. No, that's true. he told people, I put your money on the salesman, Kyle. Thank you very much. And the thing about Bernie, he has sold the philosophy 
of top-down government control of your life, and he did it by pretending to be altruistic, and people bought it. He's another con artist. That's why he's the biggest threat. I'm telling you, you get Bernie in there, be careful what you wish for, you Trump people. 312-642-5600, and I'm going to vote for him, too. I'm just not putting a hat on or riding on a train like some dummy. Thank you. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? Quotes presented by Automated Systems. The late, great Winston Churchill said, You will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Pretty wise words considering all of the distractions in modern society. Manufacturing companies, I encourage you to call my friend Laz Kulchar from Automated Systems. Automated Systems is a software and systems integration company that specializes in companies that are required to meet FDA compliance requirements. Automated Systems will create a custom solution for your business that will make your production lines, facilities, and plants run more efficiently. Imagine less downtime, more speed, and fewer rejects. From Fortune 500 to startup, ASI delivers solutions for your toughest automation challenges. For information, I encourage you to talk to Laz at Automated Systems. Call 844-HIRE-ASI or visit HireASI.com. That's 844-H-I-R-E-A-S-I, 844-HIRE-ASI or online at HireASI.com. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. We have a grotesque and immoral distribution of wealth and income. Mike Bloomberg owns more wealth than the bottom 125 million Americans. That's wrong. That's immoral. That should not be the case when we got a half a million people sleeping out on the streets, when we have kids who cannot afford to go to college, when we have 45 million people dealing with student debt. Now, what's immoral in America is to enslave one citizen to another. What's immoral is to take from one citizen in the name of a favorite citizen or in someone else. That's what used to be immoral. Yeah. We're a country founded on property rights. Yeah. Yet what this man is guaranteeing you is, is that you have none. That you have none. Yeah. And, you know, you can always tell when you're in a socialist country. And you know how you can tell? It's when society has more rights than the individual. Of course. See, this country is founded on the individual sovereignty and his rights. Yet all of the show, we've discussed it from your home, to your exchange of goods, to your income, where do you have rights versus limitations and force guaranteed by government? You know what's immoral? Is a tax system that penalizes us, the working people, for making more than it deems useful. See, Bernie deems... You've been too productive. You've You're been a too terrible productive. person. So if you dare... Now, look at the, 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 the proposed income tax in Illinois. If you dare make more than $250,000, we are going to take some more. Watch the median income in Illinois plummet. Yeah. And why do we need more? Well, because of these people over here. Well, who, well, who are they? Are they good people? What do they do with their lives? How do they live their lives? Doesn't matter. They don't produce, so we take from the productive. That is is by definition immoral. And that brings me to the one part of socialism that I kind of like. Failure? No. What is it? No, I detest failure. What is I it? I fear it. What is it? Uh, I think that you could replace our welfare system with a WPA sort of thing. 
right? So if you think back to the 30s with the WPA, I think the one part of socialism that should exist is a work core that you are you are employed by the federal government. You get the basic this, you get the basic that, you get a salary if you want it, but or you can get your chip or your stamps or whatever else. But whatever is, your talent is, it's going to be used by society if they're going to. And be my argument your way. is that should be personal charity. Of course, Nobody's but it's more not charitable. It's not. So in order to get rid of our welfare system, you have to replace it with something. Otherwise, it's politically unfeasible. So let's put people to work. Well, I, I would about, like you to know pretend how much garbage that that is would, by the side of I-57? Here, but I would like to pretend that it would work, but we are oh, doing it. Oh, it won't work. But we are doing I'm it. I'm not saying it would work. It's just the one part I love. But here, you want to know what a welfare system is today? The Jane Byrne. That's welfare. Well, we that's welfare pretend for it's infrastructure, yeah, people with a W-2. But it's welfare. And if you got enough Sacagawea, and we all know who those five construction companies are who are very good at dropping off the sack to the right guy, then you get the contract. That's welfare. Make no mistake about it. So in my world, there's no such thing as that. And in my world, when government does projects like the road project, they give it to the lowest bidder, not the biggest contributor. You see, that's how it's supposed to work. Government is supposed to get the best deal for us when they purchase things for the, for the sake of the people. Yet what is one, our government, the American government, what do they take pride in? And that is overpaying as long as they employ union wages. And union people. So you flip-flop the duties of a government who is supposed to be a representation and get the best deal for the public to one who pretends it employs people by paying corruption. And if you just do it enough, you can go from a company nobody heard of to one that has signs all over public highways in Illinois. I mean, I see a fundamental problem with that. And the lack of our understanding of what happens when government gives money to an economy and and pretends it grows is that it implodes soon after. Not only does the debt skyrocket and the production decrease, but you're living on a lie. The snake eats its tail and pretends it's full. And you mark my words, Macbeth, as this money gets pumped out, pretending to create infrastructure or jobs or whatever the case is, it doesn't just show in a national debt that grows and no one talks about it. It shows in a growth of political corruption that turns everything into Chicago, Illinois. And those companies that are interwoven, they thrive. And it pays to know somebody whose uncle has a contract with the city, a plumbing contract. Next thing you know, you're well off. You could be a scumbag bum, but you know how to pay off somebody. And then we pretend that that's normal. And what, Chicago, Illinois proves is that after time of refusing to recognize and correct the corruption, we become used to it and it becomes normal for us. And after a certain amount of time, it doesn't seem so wrong when J.B. Pritzker promises we're going to penalize people who make over $250,000. Because after all, if you can somehow survive in Illinois and make $250,000, you could afford to give it away. I mean, after all, 80, 90% of the society doesn't make that, right? So go ahead and penalize that guy. Right. Because what was that used to be immoral. That guy, now the it's only person holding up it. this entire state yeah. is the guy who needs the penalty. That's exactly right. Careful, that thing's going to fall on you. I know. And we keep, we keep trying to correct ourselves with the wrong formula, with the wrong. Right. And, and you know where it is? Well, people are stupid. You so can leave. You can leave Illinois and you can leave Chicago if you can tear yourself away from your family. But ultimately, we're taking our tolerance 
for that kind of corruption, that kind of control with us. That's where at least I want it to stop. So if you do move to a good state like the one I'm going to move to, please leave your voting habits home. Just don't even vote. Don't take the risk. You've already proven if you voted for an Illinois Republican, one that's in the corruption, you shouldn't be voting. 312-642-5600. I don't know what we're yelling about! This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. I made it on time. You weren't going to hear crickets. <laughs> so during the, the break, I get, um, you know, we're on Facebook and then Twitter. And I have people that direct message me and they send me the old Margaret Thatcher quote. You know, the problem with socialism is that sooner or later you run out of other people's money. And that's great, you know, but it's, it's, it's not true anymore because we've set the precedent. There is no such thing as running out of money. We're very comfortable with printing that son of a gun up. Oh, yeah. So you've yeah. got that when you Weimar, make the money, you've you know. got that Weimar Republic attitude of, or even know, Weimar. Yeah, Weimar. All right. What am I German? I don't know. But anyway, we're they, you just try to just. What are you half Irish, half Italian, half Norwegian? Half you, Italian. you you worked half well with me. Yeah. All right. So. Right. So you just you just have the philosophy by American conservatives that okay, I guess it's okay. If we like who's in charge to to accept Keynesianism, basically, in the form of printing and manipulating. It's because people root for politics like sports teams, right? It, you know, our, our quarterback is drunk. The coach is, uh, is uh, you know, yeah. half a brain and, uh, and the kicker's got one leg. But we're number one. It's like, well, what, what are you doing? As I watch, I watched um, the little, be honest with the yourself, little guy, at least. George Stephanopoulos had on the Laurel and Hardy of political commentator, hey. Rahm Emanuel and Chris Christie. Oh, so if, if George Stephanopoulos sat down with Emanuel and Bloomberg, they could just use a regular lens with regular chairs and everybody yeah. would look normal size. Or if it was the 80s, we could practice midget tossing, which I guess is out of vogue now. I don't think that's appropriate. All right, whatever. You should, anyway. uh, you should apologize. Sorry to all of the people who loved midget tossing, Midgets, which I yeah. may have Not the participated in tossing. the mid-80s in. Oh, my I think God. I got that son of a That apology didn't go well. 15 feet. Anyway, um... <laughs> I bet you I gave Bloomberg 16 feet. I break my own record. Anyway. That's what you and I need to do is we need to have a Bloomberg tossing contest. It was so funny to totally watch wipe the floor with you. Rahm Emanuel and uh, Stephanopoulos and a couple of the other dingbats he had on there with Democrats spin, spin, spin. realize, holy cannoli, an out-of-the-closet socialist is going to be the nominee. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to figure out how to explain to the socialists that we're going to redistribute your delegates. That yes, you think that's you're exactly right. You know? Yeah, we're going to tax your success and apply it to a more needy candidate. It's yeah. so great. Every <laughs> once in a while when people realize, holy cow, well, and here's the, here's we're the thing. socialists. If you're Bernie Sanders, how do you get screwed over so bad last time by your own party's establishment and then come back for more. How do you not go third party? Well, right? it, yeah, it's true. Cause he's going to, it's going it, to, the only hope they have of beating him is to screw him. Yeah. And that's really Again. the reality of it. And then there's going to be a draft essentially by, by his supporters to drive him to go third party. But here's my thing, dude, if you're voting for JB Pritzker, yeah. do you not know you're a socialist fraud? Do you not know 
that you hate your fellow man so much you want to take his no, possessions? The answer is no, because I don't think people put that much thought into it. I don't think me, they man. get to that point. How could you look they at... They just don't know. They go, able, this is a Democrat. Democrats are good. Republicans are bad. Punch the card. All these You're people, done. for instance, yeah. I need universal health care. It's a right. Yeah, right. Do you not understand, you stupid son of a gun, that the, there's only two ways you get it. You enslave either the doctor to you or your healthy counterpart. Well, transportation's a right, right? I mean, I, I got a car that needs a part, so transportation's right. I'm going to go down to AutoZone, I'm going to take that, and then I'm going to put it on my car, and then the government's going to go ahead and reimburse him for the cost, and he's not going to see any profit, but at least everybody's taken care of it. It doesn't work that way. When I was a kid, you looked at a guy, we were all struggling. Some of us had better head starts. Some of us had worse head starts. You looked at a guy who succeeded, and you said, how did you do it? And I was proud of strangers. Yeah, you you had ambition proud? to be that. This is a fellow human being who made something, made billions. Aren't you proud of him? I'm, I never met Bezos. I'm proud of him, whether I like him or not. What happened to American pride? We gave it away for a dollar for health care. It's disgraceful. I had a great time. Be back next Sunday night. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.